0: Many are getting rich, many are failing and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an man over karma in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer O'Konifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith the Holy Spirit and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, encouraged, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through his special servant. And now,
1: this morning I want to share with you a few thoughts uh, before we leave this place. Uh, and it's something that the Lord kept pulling on my spirit. In fact, this morning I wanted to share with you on a subject entitled I titled, Emporting Prophetic Decree. And I felt pushed by the Spirit of God to push it to another time to share with you this word that I'm going to share with you. Glory to Jesus Christ. And I believe that as you hear these words, the Lord is going to guide you. Look, life, life, life can be different. Life can be glorious. Life can be full of testimonies. If you know exactly what to do with your life. Everything about life is a subject of choices. Where you are today is a subject of choices. Are you understanding me? Decisions that you are making. The product of your life is dependent on the decisions and the choices that you have made. There are people who should be in church this morning, but they made a choice that they will not come to church. Are you understanding me? There are people who have made a decision that are, they want to go to the beach because they feel they have a headache and so when they are in a cool place, when the air is blowing through their nose, the headache disappears. Is it is a decision that they have made, there are people who have said that maybe because of something that pastor said the other time, I don't think uh, I don't think I want to come to church anymore. It is a choice. Are you understanding me? Somebody is married to a particular kind of man because of what he or she or what she is seeing in that man. It's a decision that the person has made. Whether the man will become a helper or the man will become a killer, where it will we will see. After the choice has been made, so life is full of choices. Every day you are making choices. The clothes that you wore today, or you are wearing right now, it is, it is these are is not the only clothes that you have. I the only clothes that you have? You have to make a choice. and you understanding me? And when you make choices, it depends on the effect that you want to produce. Somebody wanted to look yellow, so it on the person decided to wear yellow top and black. Gets. Are you understanding? It? it is a choice. Glory to Jesus Christ. There may have been a reason behind, there's a reason in their mind for which they decided to wear yellow and black. So life, that's what I want to understand. Everything is about choices. Everything is about choices. Even if you are born in a vehicle to come, you decided whether you want to use Bolt or you want to use Uber. It's a choice. You decided whether you want to use the truck or you want to use the taxi. It's a choice. Even the taxi, when they carry it so this way, this one doesn't look it. It's a tricky Let me wait for the other one. It's a choice. Praise God, very of That's why you are leaving this morning because you decided not to pay the best taxi. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, if everything depends on choices and decisions, then it means that our, one of the most important things that we need to work on is our decision-making process. For you to even accept Jesus Christ and be born again a decision. It's a choice. In the Bible says that many have received Him, meaning not everybody received Him. But as many as received him, to so them gave him power to become the children of God. Even for as many as believe on his name. In John chapter number one, the verse number 12. So everything is a product of choices. And what you prioritize determines the direction of your life. So your choices today determine your outcome tomorrow. Your choices are and they, are sh- they should be based on what you prioritize in life. Your priorities in life affect the choices that you make. And what priori- what you prioritize determines the direction of your life. So if a man is wants to marry and then he, he when he sees a woman, he, he, he wants a woman with big hips. So that will determine the direction that he's going. Another person is looking and, for a woman with first aid. That's how the direction is going. In I, I used to know a certain, I, uh, a certain man, and oh, all the ladies he ever walked with right from his seat, all of them were first aid. So even if it got to the point, his mother knew his face. And hallelujah. Everybody knew that this guy, yeah, if he brings a lady home, that he interested in that lady, a lady comes first again. So his priorities were determined directly from his life. And today his marriage and first lady as well. Are you understanding me? So he, yeah, everybody, everybody will be say, are you understanding me? Uh, so you see, here, if you see, help me walk you with my kids, it's not your business. It's my kids, not your kids. Are we together? Somebody likes sugar, somebody likes money. Praise God forevermore. So at the end of the day, the sugar people, you see them going to the shop to go and buy sugar. But the army people will be going to army shop. What am I trying to let you understand? Your priorities will determine the direction of your life. So if you want your life to move in a particular direction, you have to vet your priorities. You have to vet your priorities And the Bible has a lot to tell us about priorities and about decisions In this earth you find that there are two categories of people We have the believers and unbelievers And all of us are making decisions on the broader scale for the unbeliever. Our, the the unbeliever's choice is between life and death. Whether you are going to receive Jesus to uh, receive life, or you are going to reject Jesus to receive death. It's about good and evil. It's about uh, l- uh, light and darkness. It's about heaven or hell. It's about blessing or curse. So the human being who is not born again, the decisions that we make, these are the parameters. These are the directions. So this one, for if you are born again, it's not a big thought because Obviously you want to be blessed. Obviously you want to choose good. But when you become a child of God, there are so many things that are happening in your life as a Christian. And still, again, the decisions and the choices affect the quality of your Christian life. The quality of your Christian life. But in Christianity or being born again, now you have to choose among good things. Good and good. So how do you determine the choices? How do you position yourself to make the right choices in life? Our choice as children of God is between good and good. What you choose to do first or prioritize becomes very, very important. Becomes very, very important. What you have, what, the, the things that you put on your priority list. The thing that you determine that you are going to become the first thing. They affect how to lie become. And then Jesus, when you look at the, in the life of Jesus and you watch or you read the words of Jesus and you listen to his teachings, there are many things he tells us to prioritize. Many things he tells us to take first. For instance, Matthew chapter 6, verse number 33. He says, first, The kingdom of heaven and its righteousness. Yet before that, he spoke about a natural was of life where people are looking for what they will eat. They are looking for what they will wear. They are looking for where, what, what, where they will lead. Natural priorities. And it is, it is not a sense to be looking for these things. It is not an offense to be looking for these things. But you see, when you see things from a higher perspective, from the dimension of God, you realize that what you put first affects the outcome of your life, both in this world and in the world's God. When we are walking through this earth, don't think that the outcome of your life or the results of your life is just going to be what is over here. The things that we do are going to affect us even outside this world. The Bible tells us about a rich man and a man called Lazarus. Both of them were on this end, and when they were in this end, one was living a sumptuous life. The rich man was enjoying everything in life, was enjoying good meals, had a good house as bodyguards, even had dogs that he would give left over food but Lazarus was a righteous man and yet he was a poor sickly man at the end of their life when they left this earth the outcome of their life depended on what they did for this earth that's why the rich man told Abraham that our brothers who are on this earth who are living like I am living if nobody wants them they will come to the same place why? their decisions on this earth were going to affect their eternal destiny not just their life on earth Probably Lazarus, because of his decisions in the earth, caused him to become poor on the earth. But then it made him a righteous person for him to be able to go to heaven. But the rich man and his family were making decisions that were making them prosperous on the earth. But it actually determined that the, 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 the end was going to be in hell. Now, somebody will say that, am the, the, I, I saying that the decisions of the rich would cause them to end up in hell? No. Because Abraham that we are talking about him, was a rich man. You understand? So you can be a rich, righteous man, and you can be a rich, wicked man. Are we fair? Like you can also be a poor, righteous man, and a poor, wicked man. Many poor people will go to hell. Many, many poor people go to hell. But my point over here is that you need to watch your priorities. You need to watch your decisions. And Jesus tells us a lot of times certain things that He wants us to consider first on the mind. Not just Jesus. Throughout the Bible, the Bible tells us a lot of things that He wants us to prioritize. For instance, in the book of Proverbs chapter number 4, the verse number 7, the Bible tells us that Wisdom is what? The principal thing. So get wisdom and in all that doesn't get understanding. So principal means first. It means number one. It means number one. So in life, not everything is at the same level. Are we together? Not everything is at the same level. In fact, not everybody in your life should be at the same level. You cannot have the same level of importance for everybody in your life. No. There are some who should have first priority and some should be given second regard. Because that is how God has made it to be. Life is about priorities. He said that wisdom is a principal thing. So wisdom is more important than money. Wisdom is more important than faith. Wisdom is more important than other things that you are seeking for. Look at the verse number 6. Verse, to give you verse 7, Proverbs 1-7, Proverbs 1-7, Proverbs 1-7. It says, get wisdom. And in all time, get to get understanding. Why? Because wisdom is best. Wisdom is more than you seek for whom Praise God forevermore. So in life, everything cannot be at the same level. Everything cannot be at the same level. So the objection with you on the subject are titled a single word, Proton. Proton. Anytime Jesus talks about first things, And the Bible talks about first things, You see the Greek translation of it From well, the word proton That word is proton This first The kingdom of heaven is heaven The first over there is proton I said I, 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 I want to first of God That prayer be made for all men The word first over there is proton What does proton mean? What is the meaning of proton? The word proton means the first First in time, first in order, first in number, first in rank. First in time, first in number, first in order, first in rank. Proton also means that which is first in rank and value. The most important of all. Proton also talks about the most important thing. That we perceive all others. Like I was just saying, not everything and everybody can be at the same level or rank in life you I we mean, together? For instance, you are married woman, uh, you are a married woman, and now all all men are, are equal to your husband. It is not possible. All men are equal to your husband. It cannot be. So you have a certain friend from school and the friend is calling you and your husband is also calling you. And now you say that, oh, I've missed my friend. You have you are so Let me No. You're a very foolish man. If you do that. Hmm, because they yeah, are. All of them are friends, but because of who your husband is to you, it cannot be at the same level mm-hmm. as your ordinary friends or your old schoolmates. Are we together? are we together? are we together? Are we together? Mm-hmm. Wisdom is teaching us over here. Wisdom is teaching us that not everything can be at the same level at the same rank. The word proton means the foremost issue. The thing that is of most important in most places you will find it described as the first of all, the first out of the lot. When we learn to find the first thing in life, then our life should begin to move in a particular direction. Now, why is proton necessary? Why do we need to prioritize some things as important? Why do we need to see some people as important? Why do we need to see it? God is most important in our life. Why are we talking about problems? Anything that is not done first seems to lose its significance. If you are not able to prioritize and do certain things at the right time and put them at the right level, eventually they begin to lose their significance. They begin to lose their value. For instance, some of us, God may, have been, may be calling us to come into the ministry or to do the things of God and we are making excuses and we are saying that oh I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it later. Before long you realize that the significance in your life it begins to fall. The value that you give to it, it begins to I mean, it begins to it, it begins to go down. It begins to get lower. That's why when God keeps speaking to you over and over again and you keep rejecting the voice of God, a time is going to come, you don't even hear the voice of God. You don't even hear the voice of God. Why? Because the way the man and the value that you are supposed to give to that boy, you did not give it. And eventually, you began to lose the voice. It began to lose the health if, 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 if a married woman who will continually keep ignoring a husband, or a married man who will always put his wife at the same level as any other woman in his life. What the wife enjoys, every other woman enjoys. Gradually his wife's significance begins to fall and the marriage will enter into your money. The marriage will enter your money. Listen, prioritizing is wisdom. Prioritizing is wisdom. It puts structure in your life. When there's no proper structure, chaos comes. Anything, you can lose anything in life. Anything that God has given you, it can be lost. Are we together? So we need to learn the wisdom of priority. The wisdom of priority. Anything that is not done first may never be done. Sometimes delay can bring cancellation. Delay can bring cancellation. Delay can bring denial. I had a case of a certain woman. Oh, she when she was younger, looking very pretty, looking very beautiful, looking very nice, and people were coming uh, for her. The students were coming, they wanted to marry her. She said that no, I want to finish my education. No, I want to get a, a master's. No, I want to get a PhD. No, I want to build a house first before I even consider marriage. Because I want to be a very respectable woman so that when I marry, no man will love me. And so she kept delaying, delaying the marriage before she realized all of a sudden that the men, the number of men that kept coming to a started reducing to the point that by the time she was 33, 34, 35, nobody was even coming at all. Nobody was even coming at all. She kept praying, praying now. She said, we give her a uh, marriage prayer warrior. Praying, prayer, pray. And point pray pray. pray for every prayer meeting that where they say that God is going to lead miracle marriage. And before she went like that, where 40, she, she was still no marriage. Why? Because she did not do what she would have done earlier. What she would have done earlier. Listen, we need to learn the wisdom of prioritizing. The wisdom of prioritizing. What you don't do now, may not be done. I don't know whether any of you have encountered people who are in their elder ages. Maybe probably about 60, 60, 70 years. And they tell you that time before the calling of God was upon me. God was calling me to the ministry. But now I didn't obey that call, And now I cannot do it anymore. There are many people who should have been pastors and preachers of the gospel today, but because when God spoke to them, they did not give priority to the call of God. They did not give value to the call of God. Now the time passed and they will not get an opportunity to do the work of God anymore. They have lost the chance. Focus on me. We are preaching here. Don't look at the door. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you don't learn how to do the things, that you are supposed to do first if you don't learn how to do them first you may end up losing them you may end up losing them but i pray for somebody today may god give you the wisdom uh, not to lose opportunities that he brings your way and you learn the wisdom of prioritizing putting first things first First things first first things first if you don't decide to do it that way you may lose opportunity number three number three why We learn how to prioritize. Why should we learn to put first things first? It's because when first things are not done first, it becomes an insult to them. It becomes an insult. It feels like an insult. Ah, Eric, can you please come? Come. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Yes. Look at my beautiful lady. Ah, you are coming. You come. I think i come. Are you married? Are uh, you married? You're married. Are you married? You're married. You don't marry. You don't yeah. marry. I want somebody who's married. Are uh, you married? Come, <laughs> I'm watching a miracle here. It's time for a miracle. Somebody, I need a spring clean sheet. We are going to get married. Right. But I'm thinking in their lives. Eric, uh, is he a handsome guy then? Does he look like a superman? No, I don't think he looks like, yeah, no, not not like a like really he superman. Like Are you sure? See, no, I don't think he's handsome. What do you think? Uh, is, he a guy? is he a nice guy? Uh, really? And is he a nice guy? Oh, come on. Is he a spiritual man? Is sure he a nice guy? Okay, okay. But do you, Would you like to get married to a nice guy? Uh, you want to get married to a spiritual guy, a focused guy, with a nice car, what about you? You don't what's that car? Nice, spiritual ring. What about you? Those who are writing at me. Uh, Let us write something. What about you? Every piece Alright, so would you like to marry? Yes. Yes. marry. He doesn't want to marry, him but he is married. Why? Well, because he doesn't marry him for so his married But well, you can see his second
0: wife.
1: He <laughs> don't want to be second wife. Just why don't you want to be second wife? You see, do you notice something over here? You see, he, when something that is supposed to be first is made second in some kind of results, he's a nice guy, the kind of guy that you would like to marry. But then, because there's a first wife already, everybody wants to be first. Are you understanding me? And because they are not getting the church deserts, it, it has become like an insult to them. When you don't do the things that are supposed to be self first, first, and you decide to put them second there, it becomes an insult to that people. At the end the day, I'm Are you understanding me? That is why if we don't give God his first place and then we put God second, sometimes third, sometimes third, you have insulted God insulted God. Now, can I a question? This one, how insulted God? Please, the microphone is working. Yeah. You can hear me. Look, sometimes we do it subconsciously, but it is real. When first things are not given their place, it, it becomes an insult. It is an insult to give the second place to that which should be first. Now we should be first? I, I, I read a story of a certain man. This is a, a true story. A true story. He was uh, with his wife at home. And then um, something happened. He got very offended. I tell you, ah, uh-huh, yeah. Something happened. He and his wife were, were, were in the room. And yeah, yeah, they were in the bathroom. And yeah, things have started getting hotter and warmer. And then all of a sudden... The wife, so when he gets, things have gotten to the place where things have to get to. And then things must move on. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Then all of a sudden the choir phone started ringing. Brrm brrm. Barbara is watching. He saw the announcer and said, don't pay the phone. Because where he has got this, he has to the family must come to. The wife said, ah, why is she calling at this time? This is something serious. And then she pushes the man away. This is the food. And then go to a produ in uh uh, uh in the uh, came back. Ah, uh, came, she came back uh, in the back uh, of what was the she said, oh, she said she just came to tell and she had me. And for 30 minutes, you was there. So at the end of the day, action wasn't happening. And she said that ah, uh, he said, she is inviting us to a, a, a wedding ceremony of a friend of hers said, do you know the friend? No, I don't know her. I'm coming have to go with my friend. She said that we should come. She said, I think the man said he will not go. He said he will not go. The wife came back in the middle side decided to go with her. When they got there, they were giving a seat to sit down. While they were there, all of a sudden her friend came and came and, came, 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 came and immediately the friend came. The friend called, said, oh, come, let's, let's go and sit on the other side. She got up, she left her husband, and went to the Two hours later, the wife called him. Oh, Annie, where are you? Annie, I mean, Annie need fire you there. <laughs> uh, but they didn't fire you there. He said, Why are you? I've been looking for you said, I am home. And the wife said so you left. He said, No, I you didn't leave me. I didn't leave. You left me finding. You left me fighting. So she was saying that now, how does he get back with that, that way she does She has the proof. She will give you a thing about the <laughs> And maybe the proof doesn't work. when get you by example. You see, that is how sometimes marriage is great. That's how sometimes problems begin to come. Because she should have prioritized the husband. We don't know where this thing may lead to. Reach. We don't know where this thing may lead to. Reach. But he felt insulted. Because he is the husband. He is the first gentleman in her life. And you should give him that priority as the first gentleman in life. This is the principle of first thing. affects every other thing. Affect every other thing in our life. If we don't give priority to the first thing, we may end up losing those things in our lives. I pray that God will give everybody wisdom not to lose the most important things in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Why? Uh, why? Why first thing number four? Problems abound when the first becomes second. Problems abound when you are building a house. What is the first thing that you need to? Do? Concentration. Foundation. Like imagine you start building walls. Mm-hmm. And then you say, Mr. You are going to build foundation. Can it work? No. The house will be a very problematic house. It can collapse at any time. So when first things are given to them, please. problems keep coming out. Problems keep coming out. So we need to look into our Christian life. The reason why many Christians are not very strong Christians is because they don't give first things priority. I remember many years ago, uh, I, I used to have a certain uh, brother, he was called Michael, and we, we got, got born again around the same time. But the thing is that when we got born again, Michael's goodness, the anointing came up him. Michael was seeing visions. Michael was dreaming dreams, like Michael was the kind of uh, powerful Christian that everybody wants to be like he was full of anointing when the guy begins to pray things began to happen so much was happening and it was and, and so, and so, yeah, I was right God, I was not a believer but then what, I, what was happening what was that God was giving me foundations in the scriptures was giving foundations in the word of God I wasn't seeing miracles I wasn't seeing visions I wasn't seeing all those powerful manifestations you know what has happened today today Michael is never going to be told you, right my soul is always before the bride. I have become a pastor, a preacher, and a guide to others. Why? Because the foundation should have been the word of God. Not the gifts, not the anointing, not the fame. not the name, but the word. The word. This is just a few years after we came out of everything, my phone appears. But that is where we have been the anointings that I come in. Now the anointing cannot not me. Why? Because I have a foundation. God Help me to get the first things right. So if I lose everything, my foundation goes through. I can build again. I can build again. May God help you to get the right foundations. May God help you to build the right foundations, even in your Christian life. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, what are some first things that we can put in our life? What are some of the things that we can prioritize in our life? What things can we make the problems First in order, first in time, first in rank, first in value. the first of all in our lives. Number one, God. Proton and God. Proton and God. God will always be the number one in your life. This year, as we are going through life, you need to understand that the most important priority in your life should be God. The most important relationship that you can be building is your relationship with God. Sometimes we put other relationships above our relationship with God. It becomes an insult to God and it puts your life in danger. There are people who value their bosses more than God. There are people who value their spouses more than God. There are people who value their friends more than God. There are people who value their, more who value their parents more than God. Are you understanding this? Because they want to protect the relationship that they have with other human beings. They begin to put a strain on their relationship with God. But in Genesis chapter 1, the verse number 1, the Bible says, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. God was before all of these things. God was before all of these people. And so it is most important that you value your relationship with God. If you are going to build relationships, let your relationship with God be number one. You see the relationship with God is an invisible relationship. And so sometimes if they think because you cannot see God, you, you, there's no proper value to it. And so we spend time trying to please men. There are some of us team, our bosses say we should come for a meeting at 5 a.m. We will not miss that meeting. We will be there at 4.30 a.m. But if we say we are going to have a special service at 4.30 a.m. in the morning, that Sunday service has removed from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 a.m. You will see that everybody will be there alone. I have changed." This one is so many things like that After all, not everybody must go to one church You must, you must, you must find it a people It's not finding a as, you must find as Why? Because we are not prioritizing God We are not prioritizing our relationship with God Some of us, we want to look because so we are coming to church and you spend all the time doing that makeup because you want to look good to everybody in the church and you stand up because late Yes, the one who is supposed to observe you, you are giving, you are him by coming in, you are insulted him by coming in. Your relationship in the morning with the first person that you speak to, with the last person I speak to at night. Oh, is it your boyfriend? Is it your beloved? Is it your friend? Is it what I made it very, very easy to put God's agenda? When you wake up in the morning, what is the first thing that you do? What is the first thing that you do? What is the first thing that you watch? Is it that 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 that, 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 that is your know, most and most thing are some is when you the know, food you know, as though you have some night riders who have been sending you messages at night? But some of us we even know we're we'll not getting any message, but we still look at it. It means that we are putting God things When you wake up, you remember to stand God that God sent you that I have. Had. When you are going to sleep at night, you remember that Lord, wow, you've taken me through the whole day you've protected me, and now I can lie down and stretch myself. Thank you, Lord, Did you remember those words. Sad so things. Today's message is not a shouting message, it's a teaching message. message. It's a message that will help you make decisions. So today I think I'm expecting that people be shouting, here, preach on, preach on. I think you expecting that people be listening to me and making decisions about how they are going to do. Change that does. What relationship have you decided to build this year? This year, I want to encourage you. Build your relationship with God. Build your relationship with God. God is a person. God is a person, and He creates a relationship. Why did God create man? God created man for two reasons. Why? Because God wants a family, and two, God wants a kingdom, and so God has a fatherly heart. A half-time he wants to relate with his children. He wants to be able to talk to his sons and daughters. That, hey, my daughter, how are you doing? In the morning, he wants to talk to you. Whilst we are going through the day, he wants to be communicating with you. This year, build your relationship with God. Build your relationship with God. Don't let your relationship with your spouse, your beloved, your, what's it called, your boss become the most important thing that some of us if we, are to, to, if we decide to do all night, from Monday to Friday, we'll get angry we'll get angry, but if at work, well. mm-hmm. there's an emergency and everybody needs to be working overtime, time, you'll we'll see them working nobody will will say that the company might survive so that we we'll get something. because our relationship with our men, with men seems to be much stronger and more valuable to our relationship with Today, let there be a change. Yeah. I said, let there be a change. I said, let there be a change. Give a clap offering to Jesus. <laughs> In Matthew as as 29, Jesus, speaking us. Jesus answered him, he said, The first of all, the proton of all commandments, is here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. The Lord our God is one Lord. He is one Lord. He said that is the first commandment. Uh, verse number 13. He said, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. He said this is the first commandment. Meaning if you decide to put any commandment there before that one, this one has lost his value. Loving God. Loving God. Loving God. Loving God. Loving God is God number one to you. It's God number one in your life. If you cannot fully fix your chest and say that, yeah, this year God is calling you to change your ways. To amend your ways. Him Him number one. Love the Lord thy like God. He said that is the first, the first one commandment. What commandment are you obeying? Commandments on tithing. That's what you're obeying. Commandments on or, or what? Prayer. That's what you're obeying. Which one is the best thing to you? Which one is the best thing to you? First one, is that the Lord our God is one Lord so love Him, first of all. Love Him above everyone. Love Him above everything. That is what is going to bring promotion in your life. Matthew 10, 37 He that loves father and mother more than me is no so worthy of me. But it that if you put your love for your family and other people before him, you know he, he don't deserve it. Matthew 10, 37. Please take note of those scriptures. Matthew 10, 37. Matthew 10, 37. He that loves father or mother more than me. It's no worthy of me. And he that loves son or daughter more than me, it's no worthy of me. Look at this. This is Jesus speaking over here. This he is that Master exhorting us. Who do you love more? Who do you love more? Who do you love more? Think about this. Think about this. So, the first proton that I want to suggest to you is the proton where you place God as number one. Because of that, I'm going to write the rest. The second proton that Jesus talks about is proton and his kingdom. The kingdom of God. Matthew six thirty-three. Think he says the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. God wants the first part of everyone's life. Most people want to say that, Oh, I'll serve God when I get older. Some people are saying that they want to grow when they resign from their workplace and they have gone on retirement. Then they will keep their life's uh, attention to serving God and become priests. Yeah, they think that serving God or becoming a pastor or a reverend minister is our life achievement. And oh, at the end of the day, they lose the first part of their life to the world and not to God. God wants the best part of everybody's life. The best part of it. The best part of our life is the season of productivity. It is a period in which people are found in faith. Hope, love, fertility, strength. Huh? Seek first the kingdom before you seek your personal kingdom of wealth, comfort, and security. Many people are not serving God well. Why? Because the time that God needs them, they say they are going to do some papa They are going to do some papa and it's not not the papa they are doing because they are trusting that their papa, papa should work so that they will come and use it to advance or build the house of God. No. I've been I've been a pastor for a, a few years. I don't know what I, 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 I don't know whether this has happened to you and show it. When people say that they, they make a lot of promises that oh you God bless me what I'll come and do for the church, what I'll come and do for the church, and what has blessed them and blessed you never see them. You never see them. I have people in the part of the environment they say me and Adria, you only do some make your man a sorry man. You are making quality. You are making quality. Many, many men making, making many problems. Making many problems is the only thing you are going That's why I will not to depend on anyone. In doing this way, in doing this way, they want to do well first before they come and do God well. Think about. It. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Glory to Jesus Christ. Listen, God wants us to give him our lives. He wants us to give him the best part of our lives. It, listen, and why does God want it to happen that way? It takes a long time for him to make major impact in the ministry or in the kingdom of God. It takes a long time. So even in the Bible, a priest... It's supposed to be trained until 30 years and the priest is supposed to serve for at least 20 years of his life. So if a priest is supposed to go on retirement or leave the ministry, it's about 50 years. So it takes a long time to get ready and it takes a long time to work and be able to make an impact. Now that you are 35 years, you are moving to 40 years and you are still not started any proper Con- con- connection to God and serving God. When are you going to start? And how many years is it going to take you to make major impact in the kingdom? How many years? I know a person pastor when he was young like and calling kid started looking for money, looking for money, looking for money, looking, looking for marriage, looking for marriage, looking for other things. Now he got to around 47 years or so. Now he decided that no, I have to do the work of the ministry. When he entered, started coming under pressure because he realized that the thing that he could have achieved because he was not remembering his youth and all those who came, even people who were younger than him that about 10 years. And they started early. Now they have become his mates when they could have finished the sons trans- and done it. And so of the whole thing about deal you know, really. And so the ministry that moved down. What you have not worked and qualified for God will not give it to you by age. It's not about age. It's all about age. Sometimes he wants me to invite him to come and me to do with him now. It's not right. So takes pressure on him. If you don't start what you are supposed to start, well, he started at the wrong time. Become an oppression. Become an oppression. Now, somebody does a lot of bad yeah, things. That man is frustrated, but he wants to know use his own wisdom and strength to so navigate the pushing in front. But it's not the kingdom of God and The kingdom. The, the kingdom. 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 Success the kingdom. Brothers and sisters. God wants our youth. And Christopher for the question number one. Remember that greater in the days of the youth. Listen, God wants young people to serve him. Because young people have not had their heart broken. When you grow up, you can see sometimes when you want to understand life, get close to the elderly in some of us 30 years, 35 years, 40 years. Look at the way the things that we have passed through. Now, even when you are doing anything, you are very suspicious of people. Your heart has suffered a lot of things. And because of that, you flow your energy. And instead of Solomon, Solomon Solomon wrote three books in the Bible. Songs of Songs, Proverbs, and then Ecclesiastes. If you have read the Bible, if you realize that Ecclesiastes, he wrote it when he was very young. So he said that the book is a very exciting book and a lot of energy. By the time he was getting to his mid-years, he started writing progress. And these progress is about practicality and about wisdom and how to live your life. And when he was older, that's when he went to write Ecclesiastes. Look at the way Ecclesiastes is. If Ecclesiastes, you don't even understand it. understanding, you get the All is money. All is money an He keeps talking about the evil things because now he has gone through so many things in life. Now the energy that a young person has, he doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't have it anymore. If you are young now, take advantage of your youth. Take advantage of the youth. The age that you are now, when you pass this age, you don't have that age anymore and the opportunities and the energy and the peace of mind that you have to serve God today. If you don't do it today, you're not getting it anymore. I remember when I was much younger, 19 years, 20 years, 25 years, the things that I I used to do, right now I realize that I'm not able to do them anymore. Sometimes the length of prayer and even intensity of prayer, I I realize that... See, I was the one of me alone, I was in the prayer room and people be coming from outside, from a uh, 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 mile away and they think that they are having a, a church service because my the way my voice was RAH! rushing ah, So one day, my pastor came to me the door he looked around and uh, opened our... I did hear the angels <laughs> because the way I was screaming and praying Now if I do that, I will stop are you understanding me? Listen to me. These are the times. You are 25 years. You are 23 years. You are 26 years. You are 27 years. You are 19 years. What are you doing with the energy? and time is going to come that energy will not be there anymore. That still will not be there anymore. If you lose it, you cannot not the offering that you have given of your life and of your youth to God. You'll never be able to. Ah, and you go and get married, have children, and after say, I'll be married to I'll do finished. I'm finished. Now, everything comes down. Comes down. You can ask Papa. It is a reality. When you get to a certain age, some of the things, somebody will say, hey, master, you have energy. You have energy. You can ask somebody I wish I have half of your energy. I said, Papa, I cannot have all my energy and I want to do it now so that by the time I get to your age I will have put it in that investment. because brother, I will just you. you will not be able to do the same delusion I don't understand like what you do what you don't do, you don't get any value Remember that greater in the days of the Israel. old people have lost their zeal of Broken hearts and life prophets. They are looking for money to pay for school fees. Even the local Shaka Tawaiya. If you will be sitting down, you will know you'll come. You'll know you'll come. Glory to Jesus Christ. Some of us, you need to stand up for night fire. And for lunch time. Because some of us, if we didn't get those things, and for half an hour, and some of these prayers, if we didn't get those things, we will be in Mumbai. Oh, I'll, pray, I'll pray, I'll pray, I'll pray. You may shut down and go to offer 11, 15, 19, but before you realize through the fruit of God, the fruit God. Are you understanding me? Because the precepts in life are real. Give God your youth. Stop trying to give to God your youth. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So give him your youth. Give the kingdom of God your youth. Give God your time. But a, I don't realize that most companies, they don't want to people are about 30 years Even companies who young and uh, vibrant people. Because you can serve longer in the company. You have more energy. You can learn more quickly. About 30 years, most people have to train them. They think that they have seen life. So when you are telling them something, else, they want to tell you what they are thinking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh so yes. But look at the multinational companies. Most of them, when they come to Ghana and Africa, they want people lower than 30 years. I'm not your provider. The one who older than that kid. Look at Mister Environment uh, uh, by his name because he likes like a very young too. Amen and amen. So when they come into the company, they will call him that. Why is he not? He is an old man. But he younger than him because he control them and use them the way he wants them to operate. That is how it is. That is how it is. The you kingdom of God also moves. <laughs> I them what I do. I still, I Ask what I do in your time. And then, you know the funny thing, when you see 28 year old, 30 year old, and now they say that oh, we need, 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 we You know still have You still have time. Jesus father the the again my 30 years. What are you doing with your 30 years? I do what are you doing with your third year? Now you see that that Jesus. Who are you We change your mind. Amen, amen. If you see yourself father, then what's Then um, Papa is grandfather. Grandfather father. 30 years you see your father. No, no, no. Calm down. Have a youthful life. You know you can be an old in paper and you attack. God is looking for you. I now I saw a 38-year-old girl. My goodness, he's been in them. He's been in them. I told her, again, how old are you again? <laughs> Eight years, I'll be 90 years. I said, no, why? He said, have you seen the way people want to? They want to mention the answer. Eight dollars not Glory to Jesus, in Davidson. Don't be he How are you? How is ministry? How is life? How is your family? <laughs> so sometimes I have to look at, go back and look at the name and ask whether, know whether it is son of father is telling me, and he 18 years old. Glory to Jesus Christ. May you remain you for that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Right. Writing this down to that we Proton and our relationships. Proton and our relationships. Matthew chapter five, verse twenty-three 20 to twenty-four. Uh, Sir, <laughs> hey, oh, <laughs> how is the How is the family? How is the ministry? Hey. Ah, <laughs> uh, powerful. In hey, fact, She's the most consistent person who checks to me too. Nobody in this room checks on me more than that, my adult girl. <laughs> <laughs> she checks on me every day. If I go and check my phone right now, you are certainly listening. That, oh, how are you? How, are you? how is life? How is music? I'm checking on you. Praise God for all. Yeah. Somebody here knows this, so the person is laughing at me. Amen and amen. <laughs> <Even, even>. Hallelujah. <Honestly. laughs> You, you, so, uh, I, you know. Praise God, now this there is no praise God. Hallelujah. Let me just end on this, uh, six, six. I had about six things, but let me just end on this number three. Matthew chapter 5 verse uh, 23 and 24. So, therefore, if you bring your gifts to the altar, and you remember that your brother has done anything against you, has done ought against you, leave there thy gifts before the altar and go thy way first to be reconciled to thy brother, and then come up thy gift, and come up out of your gifts. When I read this, it was a very hard one. It was a very hard one. Do you know what Jesus is saying? He says that God, He said that God values our relationship with each other even more than the gift that we put the altar. He says when you come and you are bringing a sacrifice to the altar. And you remember that you and your brother, you and your sister are fighting. Don't offer it anymore. Wait. Go and try to recon style first. Before you come back and come and give you offering. I thought about it. I thought about it because now in this church, there is nobody nobody give up you Because almost everybody has a problem with somebody. Amen, amen. And God began to tell me some things, but I'm not, I'm not going to stand now. But then, basically, what God is trying to say is that one of the first things I need to work on is the relationship with your fellow and Work hard not to have offenses with your, own, your brother. and if there's an offense, one of the first things you need to do is to try to bring reconciliation, bring peace, even before you come before the altar of God. If you don't do it, the Bible says that you are a liar. The Bible says, I think in 1 John chapter 4, uh, I think it's the 1st it, he 17, does hated his brother. He says you love God and you hate your brother. 1 John chapter 4 verse 20. He if a man say I love God and he hates his brother, he's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. So if you say, you love God, oh Lord, how I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, and then you just I love you, I love you, the Lord says that you're a liar. That you the that you're a liar. "I love God and hate his brother. That person is a liar." If you don't yeah. work on your relationship, having good relationships proves that you are not a murderer. Versions of the biblical system: whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. How do you say murderer in? Ah, need me. wow! I never knew. I used to use it for different things. Yeah. Now I find it just very powerful. The wudini, A wudini is a, a, a killer. So if you hate your brother will the Wodini. The Wodini. and you feel God, you are wudini. We You are a Houdini. After what he said, are you a killer? Oh, so that's the answer. But if you see, the way you are not answering the question, I'm really not expecting you. Know, maybe the one that you hate is the one sitting beside. Ask the are you a killer? He said that if you hate your brother, you are a murderer. Murderer. Murder, please. Imagine we are coming to church and there's a house full of murderers. This is a murderer's garbage. All the <laughs> murderers lift up their hands. Ready? <laughs> God doesn't want us to have a house of murderers. That's why he says that let us have good relationship with one another. We didn't say our minds to say, oh yeah, he will forgive the person. I the the like that. And I said, you are becoming murderers. And then you may even need a person to also become murderers. So, you do hate so your brother. Their life. If you hate your brother, you are a murderer. Amen and amen. Hallelujah! Having good relationship prove that you are not a, you are not abiding in death. John verse We know that we have passed from death unto life. Why? Because we love the brethren. Because we love the brethren. Hallelujah! May God help us do our relationships. I said, may God help us do that relationships in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Let me just throw in this last one. Eh? Proton and planet. Uh, Luke chapter 40 verse thirty one. Well. The Bible says, oh, what king? Or oh, what king? Going to war. Going to make war against another king. Sit not down first. And consult whether he's able to, with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000 to 1,000. This is really took our planet. He's not our planet. He said, can you go to war with 10,000? when you are going to meet 20,000? Uh, and happy 20,000 you should sit down and assess whether your ten thousand is enough. This year, 2024, mm-hmm. I want you, and God wants you, and Jesus wants you to spend a lot of time planning. Stop planning your life. Plan the various areas of your life. If you don't plan the areas of your life, shame is coming your way. That says better if you fail to plan what are you doing? So sit down. Don't let the year just meet you. You want to get 5,000 feet, 10,000 things. What can I do about it? Stop planning. It is in the Bible. It is something that is know it is a spiritual thing. No. Some people think that planning is not spiritual. So every day, era katoro Koche, La 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 mama, la 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 la, Waka, waka, waka. No. You need your spiritual life. You need to plan. You want to become a very powerful Christian. What plan have you made? You want to become a miracle worker. What steps are you taking? Enter into that realm. Tell somebody plan. Tell somebody plan. Yeah. Tell somebody plan. Yeah. This year back from prayer, think a lot. Think. I didn't you worry. I said, think. Worry is different from thinking. Think a lot. Look into the various areas of life and plan what you will see. Plan. Plan. Tell God to give you wisdom to plan. I think God bring you success and glory. I said, I think God bring you success and glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's not the God. I somebody learned something today. Are you going to plan your life? Are you going to work on your relationships? Are you going to build your relationship with God? Are you going to serve the kingdom. And last I've been about prayer. Now you handle your money. But may God give us wisdom. As I said may God give us counsel. May God show us what to do so that we will get the best outcomes in life in the name of Jesus Christ. That's not, not the that living. Wherever you are just please right. And just begin to tell the Lord that give me the wisdom to prioritize rights. Give me the wisdom to build to to build around the right priorities. In the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up to your feet if you may, and just talk to the Lord. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. We hope
0: that you've been blessed by this message. For more enquiries, visit our website www. Even if I got a call. O Paul 0546 363957. God bless you.